Take a minute. She got a camera on with thumb and camera on. Go ahead with your bad self. Look at us. She ready for her books. Okay, y'all, we got a lot to talk about. Okay. I came at her like like a like a sledgehammer when I read her book. The front of the congregation because we need to have a little chat with her. So let's get started. I am Shaquana. I am Patrice. And I am LaCorey. And we are your hosts of the Black Girl Book Club Podcast. The Black Girl Book Club Podcast. The Black Girl Book Club Podcast. And tonight we have the amazingly awesome Arthur Chanel with us. And we will be discussing her book, A Timeless Romance. I mean, Timeless Love. Hey, baby, <laughs> let me tell y'all. I inboxed her the whole time I was reading. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> take the wheel, Lord. Take the wheel. Please take this wheel. No, you know what happened? Somebody in her group told her that, like, I was fangirling over her and talking about her. And she had to join our page, I think. Yes. <laughs> and then I started inboxing her. <laughs> so, everybody having a good week. How's everybody doing? I just read this book this week. So uh, it's still real fresh in my emotion. Oh, right now. okay. I okay. might start crying. So don't judge me <laughs> if I start crying. I might cry too. So you're okay. <laughs> don't judge me if I start crying. But everybody having a good week. What y'all yes. reading? Uh, I'm actually reading Ledge um, by Gray Huffington. Oh, okay. It's a oh. lot of people reading that book. Yes. I, ju- I just read a lot of yes. I've been hearing it a lot about amazing. that. I yeah, read I Luca and then okay. I did it was it was one after that and then I think the daddy and Ledge, Ledge is the daddy, was, right? Ledge yeah, it was yeah, it was Luca and then their sister and then their brother and then their dad and now it's another brother. Have so, you read yeah. all of them? Yes. <laughs> she yes. tapped in, she's hooked. So yes. let us know if y'all reading that too with um Arthur Chanel. Let us Rhonda know. had me on that, and I was like, I couldn't put them books down. I had to know because they they all left you on a. I'm talking about hanging over the edge of a cliff. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Yes. Yeah. Not Luca. Luca. It seemed like that. Well, no, not Luca. I will say the last brother was. So it was Luca, and the other brother is um, Lake. what's his name? Lake. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. Him, his book left you hanging over a ledge, like, like I was ready to throw blows. Like, what? <laughs> Patrice, what you reading? Um, I am reading some basketball book, and I can't even. I think is it handled? No, it's not handled. I read that already. But anyway, I'm reading a book about love and basketball. You like them books about them? I'm, them athletes. Look, give me an athlete and a secret baby, and you. I'm telling you, you got you hooked. I can't put it down. Lacory, what you reading? Anyway, sorry, I am reading Neil Forrester's new book. Okay, you know, Neil yeah. Forrester's dropped some it's on a us. mystery, y'all. Dane so this Doe give Black. You like a little different vibe. It's you know, love romance mystery. She surprised right. me with this, but I'm right. excited to read it. Oh, really? yes, I will stay tuned for my co- my commentary, my reviews. Let me get past twenty percent. Not her up is what her I'm reading. Um, Not her commentary, her review. Somebody said something to me. I said, I'm reading Crossed Up. That's the name of it. Oh, okay. I am reading Lipstick Diaries, Chemical Reaction by Ty, formerly known as Ty Love. <laughs> and I'm also reading um, Palais, I think it's called P-L-I-E with the asterisk over it. Uh, um, From AJ? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm reading that too. So I'm going back and forth between the two of them. I'm reading that. That cover with that booty up in the air. I was like, oh, I'm yeah. I got to read this. Was it giving you brave vibes with the booty? Um, yeah. Uh-huh. But more, <laughs> a little more spicier than that. It's giving okay. a little more spice. So again, yeah. tonight we are talking about A Timeless Love by Arthur Chanel. And I'm gonna start this off by saying, well, let's let's ask you a few little questions first. So, um, when did you first fall in love with writing, reading, you know, just period? Um, I've actually been reading forever since I was a little kid. Always loved reading. Mm-hmm. Writing, honestly, I did not <laughs> I have never written anything until 
2016? Wow. Something like that. I Are was you not serious? Yeah, I wasn't trying to write nothing. Okay. Um, but my, like, I've always loved reading. And so one of my favorite authors, uh, Casey Mills, she put up a um, post that if she was accepting submissions. So I was like, I wonder if I could do that. So I actually wow. wrote her back and was like, I've been wanting to try writing. I wonder if I should do it. She was like, go for it, submit something. Let me see what you got. So I did it and she was like, I love it. And it just took off from there. But I never had any plans to want to write anything. Wow. Did you publish that book? I did. The one I did with her. Yeah, she she was my first publisher and it was a three-part series. Yeah. Oh yep. wow! Well, congratulations! It's a lot of new authors. Y'all, y'all knocking us over the head with these books, baby. You be thinking yeah. you've been writing all their life, and a lot of them are new authors. So, congratulations to you! Uh, why you. is it important for you to write Black Love? Oh, I love Black Love. I mean, look at us. Are you kidding no me? Other like, it's so dope. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're amazing, and I we're feel the like origin. Exactly. We need a voice and we need like people need to understand like it don't get no better than black excellence, black love. Like we are that's it. Like there's it don't get no better than this. So I'm all for like putting this out there and giving us the voice and you know, make, forcing people to hear us. That right and now. I, I think there's nothing better than seeing a black couple like truly love one another and just be down for one another. It's just <laughs> yeah. It's, it's nothing like it. It's nothing black like love. It. That's why I don't want to read nothing else. But anyway, that's right. So, <laughs> please tell me that you don't know nobody that this has happened to in real life. Don't break me down. Don't break me down, Shanae. <laughs> please tell us. Don't break me down. Um, I cannot tell you that. No, I. I this story is uh, very, very personal for me. So. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it is very personal. But um the story is actually inspired by my good friend that I lost after high school and my grandmother. They both passed from from cancer. Yes, so yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm so yeah. sorry to hear that. But you did her, you honored you. her in this book. You honored her Thank in this you. book, baby. You wrote this book. Was, this, was it therapeutic <laughs> for you to write this? You know what? I thought it was going to be uh, when I first started writing it, but this book, when I tell you this book broke, it tore me up. Like, my husband was like, why are you sitting here crying? Like, you are sobbing, and you can't even write the book. I was just, I was a mess through the whole thing, and then I told him, I said, I don't think I could ever write again after this. I don't, I don't know if I have anything left after writing the story like I feel like I gave everything I had and I was like I don't know where to go from here but I feel like it was kind of therapeutic but it really did um it just broke it just it tore me up it really tore me up but my friend that I lost because he was 28 when he passed and then I lost my grandmother so I was like I have to do this for them so I, I'm glad I did it, but it, oh I'm still, I still haven't really recovered from, from writing it, honestly. Oh my goodness. Can I, can I say two things? The first thing is when I looked, when I saw this book, the cover was absolutely beautiful and it did not give anything. I don't know what I expected, but it was not this. Some hood like, stuff. Cause when I saw it, I thought it was going to be about some hood love. Well, All because the watches of the, on this the watch. And a timeless love. And I don't know what I was thinking, um, but it matched. And then you did a story that I put on our page that kind of matched the story. But then when, when I, when I read this book, I, first of all, I don't cry when I read. Shaquana is our crier, but I cried the whole book. And so I'm, I'm inboxing them the whole time. Like, y'all, I'm reading this book. Shaquana finally called me. She was like, girl, what is going on? Are you okay? And she said, are you okay? I'm like, girl, this book has me torn. Because I know how it be. And after I finished this book, I have read every day. Like, because we read constantly for, because we need content. But I didn't read for two days after I finished this book. And my streak 
had probably been three years. When I look at my Kindle, it tells you how long you've been reading every day for. I didn't read. I broke like a three year streak of reading. Oh my god! And gosh. I didn't read for two days because I just had to process. Okay, yeah. yeah well, let's get into so the book. Go. So, for anybody who don't know, who haven't read it, what what you doing? You need to read it because you know what? I feel like this book should have been called "Put It in Perspective." Because, like, seriously, reading this book put a lot of things into perspective. Like, yeah, a lot yeah. of things that you think is, like, bad or you going through or, you know, something like that. It was like, you know what? That ain't that bad. Right. <laughs> you know, I've been tripping for nothing. You know, it's not that bad, but the book starts off with this young lady, Abby or Abigail, depending on who sang it, um, coming home from Florida. She's from where they live at Mississippi. She's she's from Florida, from um, she's from Florida, but she moved to California. California. Mm -hmm. Okay, so she is coming back home after being gone for eight years. I was a little mad at her about that just because <laughs> I loved my dear. I loved my yeah. dear. And so because right. I love her, I think dear, her mother might have kept her away. I was a little away. mad at her for leaving yeah. my dear for eight years. I think her mother but, kept her away, but go ahead. Yeah, I know she did. But um, so she's coming home to check on her friend. Yes. To check on her best friend, Kendrick, who is a guy who she has loved, not necessarily romantically. But right. who she has loved since the sandbox. Okay. Yes. They've been knowing each other since they was kids. They grew up in a real small town in Florida. Like the way that you wrote it. He was her I, person. Yes. yes. How God put feel, somebody on the earth for you, whether you know it's romantically or just you know, not romantically. It's just he's her person. Like that right. was her. Yeah, that I would was agree. Him. Right. Yeah. But I'm talking about just like the scenery. Like the the almost like the backwoods of it, and just like yeah. the, the heat, I could feel the stickiness. That's when you know see. you didn't read a book, you know, like that was written really well. Because I could just feel the mosquitoes the and everything. Okay, let me tell y'all. So Crescent City is not far from me, mm. and it's it's really like that. It's mosquitoes. There's nothing out there. It's hot. It's just ugh. I hate. No, it's a real out. place. Oh yeah. So, that, yeah. so that's where you're from? That my husband's family is from over there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you've been there, you visited. Okay, yes, yeah, inspiration. Okay, so this is a real place. I don't oh, know yeah. if I would go visit Crescent City. <laughs> you ain't missing nothing, I promise. There's nothing there. It was not giving. I want to go there. But no, no. Gabe in this book after you started picking it. So she's coming back home to somewhat of her like backwoods town. You know, this mm -hmm. old country town that she's coming back to to check on her friend who she yeah. finds out has cancer through other people. Now, she talks right. to this man every day every on the day. phone. They talking all the time. And yes. he will not tell her that he is sick because he doesn't want to worry her. But when right. she found out, honey, she was on the first flight. Now, yes. first for a long flight. time, I was like, where Abby work at? She just just packed <laughs> up and left, left her job. Like, I need yeah. to know because I need to know what kind of job. She just packed and, up and left. And, and I don't know when I'm coming back. Yeah. No. I'm going to be gone as long as I need to. I'm yeah. like, where's she working? She, she got that type of job. So she's working from where she is. So right. she gets there and we are introduced to Franny, yeah. her um cousin, who is like a sister to her. Yeah. I would say, would y'all say that? She like a sister to her. They yeah. grew up together. Her mother and Franny's father are brother and sister. And then yeah. you have Madir, her grandmother, yeah. who raised her. I love Madir, y'all. <laughs> like, she was just like, I feel like everybody needs a Madir in their life. Like, her love was yeah. just so genuine. And yeah, it was like that um, deep love. Yeah, my grand, that, that was my grandmother. Yeah. So yeah. she she is in the book, she is my grandmother. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been hard to write. Cause my grandmother passed yeah. away as well from cancer. 
And oh. yeah, me trying to write a book about her, um, all yeah. the stuff would be gone because I'd be crying all over the pages and all over the computer. <laughs> it wouldn't last. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to do that one. So you yeah. are real strong for that. But yes, you definitely honored your grandmother in this book because my dear definitely found a place in my heart from yeah. reading about her. Um, so you're introduced to Franny, you're introduced to my dear, you're introduced to Tracy. Oh Lord. <laughs> Which Tracy. is yeah. Abby's mom yeah. who hates her. Yeah. So you would just turn my heart out all over the place. You got this man <laughs> who got canceled. Then you got this mama who hate her daughter. And the daughter was hurt. Like you could yeah. feel the hurt. Like I could feel her hurt. Yeah. I yeah. I felt her hurt just based on, well, yeah, based on like when she first, when we meet her mother there, because so what happens is when she comes home, they, um, her grand, she doesn't really want a big, she doesn't want to see everybody. She just wants to check on her friend, but her grandmother, because she hasn't been home in eight years, right. her grandmother has a barbecue at her house. No, Franny yeah. did. Was it Franny or was it the grandma? Yeah, Franny. Franny, Franny was Franny But it was yeah. at the grandmother's house. But she, mm -hmm. Franny right. picked her up from the well, airport. But she really party. didn't want all that. So when she gets home, she's faced with the whole town because it's a small town and pretty much everybody mm -hmm. is there. And she wants them to make sure that Kendrick comes. But she, she didn't tell him that she was coming. And right. so I think she ended up asking, was her mother going to come? And she said, yeah. And she was like, I told her, yeah. don't come here with, you know, on that mess. Don't come, you know, if your attitude is not right, don't come right. or whatever. And so her mother ended up coming and her mother, I don't, the disdain that her mother had for her, it was like when her mother looked at her, she had a bad taste in her mouth, kind of, mm -hmm. I don't like you. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't like imagine complete it. Disgust. Yeah. It felt like jealousy. It felt like... Where did that hatred come from? It was so deep down. It felt even more than mental. Like, okay, maybe the mental part mm -hmm. of it acerbated it. You know, like that's what mm -hmm. made it even worse. But that dislike yeah. was You there. tried to give her some grace. You tried to give us some grace, Chanel. I see what you was trying to do with that. You was trying to give us some grace. But baby, I did. the stuff that she I did. did to that girl. Yeah, we gonna, we gonna walk, lane, it ain't we gonna walk through it. Yeah, so yeah. we meet her mother, Tracy, her mother, Tracy, her mother blames her for losing the love of her life. Now, this is where the mental health issues might come into play. Like her mind ain't wrapped right to know, right. like, okay, no, this child didn't cause your man to leave you. But she got pregnant. Her mother made her have the baby because they are, their family is deeply rooted in church. Right. right. And so she had to have this baby and she feels like by her having the baby, it caused the father to leave. So she was right. like her baby ran her man away. And that's right. why she has the hate that she has for her. Because it's like I could have had love, but you came right. into the picture. But it's like I didn't have no choice, ma'am. <laughs> but you never thought like your crazy ass didn't run him away? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Let's, let's call, yeah, she, I, I know it wasn't a baby it wasn't the child but in her mind I'm saying like mm -hmm. I was saying like the bipolar did not excuse what she did to her no, but it did not think about her mental illness that right could, you know now that might make sense or whatever right. so that was her mother and then we meet um Maureen oh yeah uh, Kendrick's Kendrick's mother. oh yeah and his dad what's his daddy's name William. William. I love them. I really did. And then you meet Kendrick, which is her best friend. They have been yeah. friends since they were younger. And now he's 28 years old. I don't even feel yeah. like I can't even talk about Kendrick no more because then I'm, when like Kendrick, I'm talking about your friend. <laughs> when Kendrick walks through the door, though. <laughs> Even talk about Kendrick because now I feel like this your friend. I'm talking it's about. It's okay. It's all right. Oh my goodness. The, the book was already too deep enough. Now you got me thinking about your friend. <laughs> okay, go ahead and Patrice. But Kendrick walks through the door and she sees him and he sees her and she just like, and she knows that he's sick, but she was like, he don't look like nothing is sick about him. He looked perfect. He's beautiful. Yeah. He's yeah. absolutely beautiful. 
And it seems like he is the ray of light in that town. Oh, absolutely. you know what? That angered me, Chanel. But you got something to say to that. What? what? Because what? it was like, why him? Like, I felt how he did. Like, why him? Why him? Like, nobody yeah. should have to suffer or deal with that. But it was like, yeah, why him? Because he was like the son. He was the, he was the light parents. of the town, of his church. Yeah. Of his church. I mean, just like, and I was just like, why him? Like, anybody but him. Anybody but yeah. him. And I think that's the... But that's the point of the story though, right? Like it, it had to be him because he brought her home. He brought her back to church. He like helped her build her relationship back with Christ. So it was like, wow. This man was so good that he wasn't even married, but he bought a home with his wife in mind. Like right. I'm going to be married and I'm going to have a house full of children. And he bought a house for them. He wasn't screwing a bunch of people. No. But anyway, so Kendrick sees her. They see each other and they hug. And it's just like, he, he was like, why did you come? She was like, you didn't think I was going to come? Like, why did you tell me? And he was like, yeah. I didn't want you to see me like this. I, I mean, you know, I didn't want to take you through this. I didn't want you to stress. And she said, right. we talk every day. Every we day. Talk every Multiple day. Multiple times a day. tell me yeah. this. Yeah. And he didn't want to change the nature of their relationship. And she has changed. She looks like she doesn't eat meat anymore. Her That irritates right. her mother. She's got dreadlocks. She's like a yeah. true California girl. I was yeah. judging her. I, when, the, when the book I did, I judged her. I was like, because it felt like she would felt like she was better. Even like when she talked about Franny, when they were in the car, yeah. when she picked her up from the airport, it was yeah. like she talked too much. And she country and all yeah. this and that. And then when she was talking, you know, describing the town and the house. And I was like, uh-uh, not you um, talking stuff. You know, this, this this is what raised you. This is where you come from. Yeah. You know, when you got these dreadlocks and now you don't eat meat and you exactly. think you're better than somebody. <laughs> the girls you done left the small town and don't know how to act. They was in a right. two-bedroom cold water flat with no air, no, no, right. no screens in the windows. Yeah, she got used to it again real quick. Like, honey, you ain't in California no more, baby. Yeah, you was home. It was home. And that's why I was like, you gonna dog home out like this? Hold on, honey. But I think I was trying, like, I wanted, that's kind of what I wanted. I wanted at the beginning for her to be kind of like, oh, God. But then once she gets home, she realizes, like, damn, this is really home. Like, I actually miss this. And they need me. My granny right. needs me. And I need them. And, and my best friend needs me and I need them. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted it to, I wanted that transition to her feeling like, oh, I can't wait to get back to California, you know, doing my own thing to being like, why did I ever leave? Like, this is where I belong. So wow. I'm kind of glad that, that you caught that because that's what I was kind of hoping for that I transition like, from. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah, my dear. Again, I'm still thinking about not you. Um, hey, no, my dear house, honey, baby, because <laughs> right, she brought you around, honey. Yes, yes. So, so her and Kendrick meet, and they rekindle their friendship first. Yes. Well, they didn't rekindle because they talk every day. I know, but it's different from talking every day on the phone to being and being able to now y'all can go out to eat together. You can come hang out at my house with me. We can have dinner together. Like that's what I mean. Like they rekindled their friendship, and so they start hanging out. And somehow they got on the subject of her going to chemo with him. This is when you start breaking me down around about this part about right here is. When the break I'm gonna say this, don't cry because I will cry. So do not this start was crying. like the beginning of the book. I yelled yeah. out so many times while reading this. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> I was like, what? She- oh. I had to get out of bed so my husband didn't wake up because I was in my bed like I was like, oh my God. But anyway, yeah, to go to, to move forward in it. So they end up agreeing that she's going to, he was like, yeah, I want you to come to chemo with me. Yeah. And so, and still at the same time, her, her grandmother, she doesn't say it, but she can sense that her grandmother is also 
kind of losing speed. You can see that her grandmother yeah. is slower than she was and her grandmother needs help. So she's trying to help her grandmother as well. But he right. goes for his um, first chemo treatment. And I want to say, did she go pick him up? But they go and no, she meets him and his parents come with him and right. they go and she sits down and he has chemo. And I think, I don't remember if he told her that he was scared though. But he ended up saying like all along, like he knew when he got cancer that it wasn't going to be good. He just knew. Right. Yeah. He but just knew. And he, he really didn't. What broke me down was she was trying to be strong for him, but she was really breaking down on the inside. So it was like yeah. all of these hurt people from his parents to him to her, you know, everybody was hurting. Everybody was hurting so bad, but they were trying to be strong for him. Right. You know, and, and he was trying to be strong for them. them. So he's saying in the choir. So she got a chance to go to church and hear him sing in a choir. And he had an absolute beautiful voice. And I want to say he play, played an instrument. And so he played, when, he played guitar. And so when he went mm -hmm. for his first chemo treatment, she went with him. And they said, you know, how he was going to feel. And if you've ever been around somebody who has chemo, you kind of see how it goes. And it's a little bit different for everybody. But they, after his treatment, they went back to the house and they said he would be tired. And immediately you started noticing his appetite start disappearing. Mm -hmm. um, and the changes were, I want to say it was subtle, but it was fast. It's crazy yeah. to explain yeah. it that way. It was subtle, but it was fast because almost immediately he stopped wanting to eat. Um, he did end up going back to church and singing one more time and everything in the, in the, um, the church, you know, they prayed for him or whatever, but she was there for him. But at the same time, she was trying to be there for her grandmother, but he started to get weaker. Mm -hmm. He started, he started to get, um, he started to get weaker and he started needing, you know, her around more. And I believe he wanted his parents around because he had the greatest relationship with his mother and father. Yes. And I know that he felt like, you know, he ended up telling her, like, my mother is going to need you. Mm -hmm. My mother. So why did you make it so long? Why did you make it eight years? Why couldn't it have been like two or three years that they hadn't been together? Because I was mad about that, too. Like all this time that was wasted. It was eight years that they yeah. didn't have with each other i was like like i was like i was going through a lot like i was like the people in the book i was going i was mad i was sad i was happy i was like yeah. going through a lot of emotions because it was just like i don't know i just felt like it was just so much time that they could have had that they didn't have so i couldn't make it a shorter amount of time I was actually going to make it longer because I wanted the time that they had together to be that much more significant so I didn't want them to have only been away for two years I needed like I needed them to have that time away so that when they came back literally every moment meant something mm. you, you know what I'm saying? It, you understand what that, yeah and like, you captured that every moment okay. It's like yeah. every minute was a year for them, right. the time right. that they had, the time that they right. had together. And his and she had to watch his health decline. And then you and then I'm looking at, and you know, at first I was just looking at her, but I was looking at his mother. And I'm thinking, I I'm a mother of a of right. young men. Yeah. And so And that was and her then, only baby. That was her only baby. Yeah. And he, you know, they, his doctor was, he had a wonderful doctor who truly cared, who truly yes. cared about him. Um, Girl, you wrote it, that. You wrote <laughs> that. Baby, when he told him, I'm sorry, Patrice, but when he told him, I got into this profession to help people. Yeah. And sometimes I don't get it right. Yeah. That was another thing. I was crying about that too because I felt bad for the doctor. I did too. <laughs> the doctor said, 
doctor was he was like sometimes i don't get it right and this is one of them yeah. times but anyway because i feel like we like talking around it and i like for people to know what we're talking about so abigail comes home to be with kendrick she um he has cancer he has colon cancer right and i think he probably in stage two um i think when the god can you remember I, I think know it, it goes. It, no, I think he was in stage three. No, he ended yeah. up being in stage three when they found out that it wasn't nothing they can do to help him. Okay. So he started off in one or two. So he has like yeah. stage two colon cancer. Okay. So it's pretty bad. He's 28 years old. He starts going to chemo, getting chemo treatments, is beginning to take a lot of out of him. But the book was so real written. There was a lot of emotion around the chemo like in everybody trying to deal with the fact that he has cancer but not only are they trying to deal with the fact that he has cancer but they're trying to deal with their relationship mm -hmm. because both of them know that there's more to this relationship than this than just this platonic friendship that they have had for all these thousands of years they want more they both wanted more they both known that there was more there Right. They couldn't date anybody else because nobody measured up to either of them. Right. So they couldn't have other relationships. And it was just like, I'm telling you, oh, so, so she you know, makes up in her mind to tell him that I want to try for more. Mm -hmm, right. And he he and he knows like and he because he's already said, I I don't think I'm going to beat this. But she says, I want to try for more. She was like, you know, I love you and I want to explore what a relationship with you looks like. It killed him on the inside. And plus he was overjoyed and happy because he loved her too. It killed him on right. the inside because I know that I'm not going to be here for you. I right. know I'm not going to be here for you. But at the same time, I love you so much. I love you all my life. And how can I not say yes to this opportunity? Right. And so when they do decide that that night, you know, and he's getting weaker, they make love. They make a, the love that they made was gentle and, um. Wait a minute, I want to know why you ain't show us the love, because I thought I was going to turn the page and the love was about to be there, but it was just like, <laughs> they made love and it was great. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, but it wasn't great. I it was more... the love. I wanted to see the love. <laughs> I don't think we could because he because he was kind of weak. Okay, so okay, Patrice gets it. So I I I couldn't um I couldn't show the love only because it, what you trying to say, Chanel? People who with cancer can't have sex. No, <laughs> no, no. But okay, there, so he there, wasn't strong enough for take this He wasn't strong enough. Thank you, Patrice. And there, I feel no. like no. Like you get that second night, win. You know what I'm saying? No, no. That chemo started kicking them, in that energy. <laughs> you know? That night for them was very, very personal. It was, that was mm, It was passionate. It was sacred. to be between just the two of them. Yeah. And okay. I don't feel like that type of book, I don't feel like a sexual scene was yeah, I didn't get right. no sexual yeah, tingles at all. From yeah. yeah. But I did, like, though. Them kissing and all of that. Like, I, I was I was already invested in I was invested. <laughs> and then it was like, I was already yes. in, in the midst with them. But I get it. I get it. It was sacred, and it was between them. Right. It was behind right. closed doors. Exactly. And it stayed behind closed doors. Okay, so I get it. So they have sex. <clears throat> so everybody is telling them, we see the love between the two of you. You know, y'all playing around and obviously right. we ain't got that much time because what ends up happening while he's going through his chemo treatments and all of that, the doctor ends up, he has a spell where he's not doing well and he had to go to the hospital. So they ran some tests on him. And, and she came out to the hospital up, that night. The doctor right. ends up telling him that the chemo treatment is not working. Another heartbreaker. Yeah. <laughs> Another heartbreaker. And the doctor tells him that the chemo treatment is not working and he's actually progressed a stage and now he's in stage three. So not only is the chemo not happening, but the cancer is progressing. 
And right. so he gives him two options. He says, you can take chemo and radiation. It's going to be hard on your body. Now, I have seen this, like you said, Patrice, like if you see somebody going through cancer, you've seen this, you know, you ain't going to be able to have control of your bowels. You know, right. you're going to be tired all the time. You're not you're going to lose weight. You're not going to be able to eat. And it's, there's no guarantee that this is actually going to take the cancer away. So you might go through all of this stuff and still have the cancer. The chemo and radiation is killing you while it's trying to kill the cancer. Right. The ultimate, okay. that's, what, that's what it's doing. So the second mm -hmm. thing is, the second option is you can live out your life for however long you have. And, you know, the body that you have, you know, your body is going to deteriorate, but it may not be as bad as fast as if you did the chemo or radiation. And he chose to live his life. And it about mm -hmm. killed his mama. That, when she, that cry, you ain't even like going to deep detail about her cry, but the way that you explained it, I felt it. Yeah. The it cry that killed his mama. Why you give him option two, which I I think I would pick that too. Go ahead. I do too. Um, I feel like every person who's dealing with something of that magnitude should have that right to make that decision. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's their life, it's their body. And as selfish as we want to be to say, do the chemo, do the radiation so you can stay here with me, they might not want to stay here. Mm -hmm. They may be done. So I just feel like, like with my grandmother, she didn't want to do the chemo. Mm -hmm. She did it for us. And then it got to the point where she was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I can't mm -hmm. eat. I can't do anything. Mm -hmm. So she stopped and it was better for her, you know, but the selfish part of us was like, well, if she don't do the chemo, she's going to die. Yeah. But, but she can't live all her days the way that she want to live them out. Exactly. What quality of life will she have if she does that? Right. So that's why I wanted to make sure that Kendrick was able to make the decision for himself, um, even knowing that whatever decision he makes, it may not be the one that his family or his friends want, but it's the one that he's comfortable with, the one that he's happy with. And that that was really important for me that he is able to say, I understand this is what y'all want, but this is what I need to do. So. I it's love so his parents even more for that because they supported yeah. him and it was it was a gentle support. Yeah. And yeah. in doing that, um, they decided that they wanted to get married. Like it, I don't care if you whatever she believed she she was she had to I don't know if she she probably really did know that he was gonna go, but just in her heart, I need she needed to fight. But they said they yeah. were going to get married. And she was like, I want to do it soon. Yeah. I want to do it. I want to do it soon. And so they started planning the wedding. I think they planned it within one week. And so yeah, she was planned quick. the wedding, her and her friend. And he planned the honeymoon. Yeah. And so they went about it. And he started, he was working with, I want to say his dad and her cousin's boyfriend, he was, started yeah, preparing yeah. like some, he was doing a project. And when I was, I was like, he's doing that for when he leaves. Cause he, you know, he feels like he's going to leave. And so she planned the wedding and on their wedding day, they did it in her grandmother's backyard with all the weeds and the mosquitoes and all of that. And yeah. they found her a dress. Yeah. Was there a song? I can't remember. This is why I love you. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. That was wonderful. Why is she doing it now? I think I called Shaquan at four o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh God. No, you didn't. <laughs> we got a group chat. We can talk anytime. <laughs> She's like, girl, is she going to be okay? But his dad yeah. told them, his dad is the pastor of the church. His dad is the pastor. His mother is the first lady. And they did counseling in this one week. <laughs> that they planned this wedding. Yeah. They did marital counseling. And he said he wanted them to write their own vows. He said yeah. he, he didn't want to do it the traditional way. And so Kendrick being the man that he is. Why him? <laughs> but being the man that he is, he had an amazing voice. Would you say he sounded like Anthony Hamilton? Because one of his songs was mentioned in the book. You know what? <laughs> my mom asked me that too because my mom read the book. And she was like, is he Anthony Hamilton? I'm like, no. 
<laughs> no, but um, I ain't say look. I'm talking about his voice. No, he um, his voice in my head is like a mix between Anthony Hamilton and my favorite uh, male gospel artist, who's Todd Garberth. Mm-hmm. So, like to me, he's like a mix between the two of them. But I do get a little bit of Anthony from him. But I feel like he's like I lean more towards him sounding like Todd. Okay. Yeah, I get. I could give him a little bit of Anthony. Yeah. Okay. So he sung "This Is Why I Love You" Mm. at their wedding for his vows because he was saying he couldn't write nothing, but he could sing because that was his thing. Music was his thing. He played the guitar and he sung. You know, he was the head of the church choir. So he was like, "This is how I'm gonna be able to do my vows." And he sang that song. I cried the whole entire time. That he was singing oh that song. God. Like the whole entire time, I listened to the song. And while I was listening yes. to the song, I yes. was reading the book and I was writing the whole song. <laughs> I was like, why oh. is this happening to me? Oh <laughs> but yeah, she just had little short vows or whatever. But at the wedding, something happened. Yeah. And yeah. Abby got sick. Yes, yeah, sis yeah. was trying to eat, but she couldn't. She couldn't. Abby got sick. You started throwing yeah. up. And yeah. so the grandmama said. You know, grandmama know. My daddy yeah, no know everything. No, <laughs> no more champagne for you. So this night of passion yeah. that we couldn't yeah. be privy to. This one night. <laughs> that we one didn't get a chance to one time. That's all it takes. Produce the little time. baby. Yeah. I was sad about that too. And then, so he <laughs> came in to check on her and she was like, I'm ready to go. He was like, I- I'm ready to go too. And she looked at him and saw that he was tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so they, they then they was going to go on their honeymoon the next day. So they go home and they, you know, get showers and lay down and he has an episode. I can't remember what happens to him, but they, but on their wedding night, she has to rush him back to the hospital. And I think things. it's the, I think it's the the morning after because they was gonna put their wedding gifts away, right? Mm-hmm. Were oh, they? Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, felt, I, I felt like it was the middle of the night. It or might have been the middle. It, was, of the night. it happened yeah. in the middle of the night the first time. Yeah, yeah. So that may be the what first you're time, right? About. When the yeah. parents they didn't make it to their honeymoon, they ended up going to no. the hospital, and the doctor came in. His parents came, and he ended yeah. up in the hospital. Right. that time like he couldn't even come home Mm-mm. he couldn't even come home and yeah he couldn't come home and she was at the hospital with him and then she was trying yeah. to go check on my dear yeah yes and so he's getting go ahead patrice what you got to say because it's during this trip that she goes leaves the hospital and go checks on her on my dear Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And her mother comes to the house. Yes. Good old Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to work with Tracy at this point. I'm just moving on from Tracy. Is this when she fought her? Was it this time? Tracy, well, Tracy came to the house when they were having Sunday dinner. And that's when she spit on her. She spit on her the first time. Yeah, and then when she came to check on Madeir and Tracy was already over there and she was telling her, Madeir was telling Tracy, you need to, you know, I told you not to come over here with this. You need to get help. I'm not giving you no more money. And that's when the altercation happened. And she, her mother, Tracy, her mother, and this girl is pregnant and she is showing a little bit. This woman jumped on her. She tried to stump her. Mm-hmm. She she just the way she assaulted her, and all that that Abby could do is curl up in a ball to protect the baby. Right. And the grandmother is older because she's weak too. She had ended up hitting Tracy in the head with an iron yeah. skillet. Right. And that's what got her off of her. And then she called her brother over to get him. And they was just like, We done. You know, the brother was like, I'm done with you for real now. Yeah, but you know, I, I don't, I don't know if she went to the hospital and got checked out. But no, she did go to the hospital, go back to the hospital, for to be with her husband. And the doctor saw right. her and was like, right. "Whoa, wait a minute, what has happened? Right. We need to right. get you checked out." 
Right. Yes. And so they check her out and everything is okay. The baby is fine. And she goes in to see her husband and he sees, he was like, wait a minute, what happened to you? Yeah, he was and real upset. He's upset because he's a man. Right. And he can't protect his wife. Yeah. Right. In no way mm. can he protect his wife. And he's in the bed and he's just getting sicker. Yeah. One thing that made me feel a little bit better is the fact that he got a chance to see her throughout the pregnancy. Yeah. And be a part of that and experience that. You can thank my mother for that. Thank you, mama. (laughs) That's not how the book was going. You was going to kill us. You was just going to kill us, Chanel. Chanel was was just going to take our hearts and just run over it with a car. That's what I kept thinking. I was like, this book is giving um, Yvette and baby boy you just oh my god yeah you gotta thank my mom because i talked to mom i i talked this whole book through with my mom in different stages like i would call her and be like ma like and she's like why are you writing it if it's making you holler like that so <laughs> we had to go through this whole thing so i got to the point where he was really really sick and i'm like ma you gonna go make it and she's like well, did they have a baby? She, she's like invested at this point. And I'm like, no, you're not going to get to see his baby. She was like, she just went off. She was like, you can't do it to people like that. You, better <laughs> you can't this. do it. Thank, thank you, you, mama. Yeah. I heard that we said So I had you. to go back and really like, okay. So I had to do some research to figure out, is there a way for a person with such a aggressive cancer to be able, like how long is the average lifespan of a person with aggressive cancer so I had to do some research and you know find out and my mom did some research and I'm like it's this then he can go into remission so that's why he ended up getting a fever and he went into remission because of his fever and he was able to be in remission for a while and so the remission about killed me too but either way but the remission was because when he went into to remission, all of them was rejuvenated and thought yeah. that they was like, God has delivered him and yes. it's a miracle. And he saying, and it, you know, he was like, it's not he a miracle. And then he finally ended up telling her, he was like, my body don't feel the same. I can feel, right. I know what I feel. Right. And it's still there. It's just and a temporary hope. It's just a temporary, it's right. still living right. and it's still killing me. Yeah. And it, and he he knew that, and they thought that it was delivered. Like God had answered their prayers, and he was getting ready to be cured. And, and he knew. Just he he said he knew when he first was diagnosed that he was gonna die. Yeah. He said, "I knew I knew when I was first diagnosed that I was gonna die." But he went into remission, and he was able to like help her brothers get the nursery together. Now he was never back the man that he was, like strong no. and all of that kind of no. stuff. But he he was given a little bit more time and he was able to watch her go. I don't think he made love to her again. No. And he was able, you know, he still had all the stuff in the room and, you know, she would lay in there with him. And so she, you know, they were, they, they you know, they were together and she was happy and they were trying to live. And then right. I think one night something happened or he felt something. No, they... They were getting, they, they have a baby shower. It's yeah, felt like after shower. big That's stuff, he went in the hospital. Shower. I think they had a baby shower. And after the baby shower, he like, they came home and he collapsed, I want to say. Yeah, it was, that's what it was. It was the next morning. That's what I was thinking about before. They had the baby shower, brought everything home. They were both too tired to put everything away that night. So then the next morning, they were about to put everything away. And um, he collapsed in the living room. And so she's like big and pregnant and trying to get him in the car and he has no energy. He can't help her. So she's, you know, trying to be calm for him, but she's scared to death and she's worried about her baby. She's worried about him. And it was just, it was a bad, bad day. And then she had, so they got him to the hospital and he stayed in the hospital. I don't think Mm -hmm. they wanted him to go home because the doctor wanted to be, um, able to 
uh, watch over him and make, you know, make sure he was fine. And so she ends up going into labor mm-hmm. while he's in the hospital. Yeah. And she wanted him. And I I think that they got him together and they rolled him down there. Uh-huh. But, yeah. but to do that for him in his state was very hard yeah. on him. Yeah. yeah, but he got a chance to see his little baby. He got a chance to see his wife, and he got a chance to see his baby. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then he passed away. <laughs> and then he passed away. And then and then I was laying on the floor. No, I'm just laying. <laughs> I know. Screaming I was- and hollering and yelling because I just knew you wasn't finna do us like that. All the whole book. I'm like, she's not gonna kill this man. He's not gonna die. I'm looking at the cover of the book. I'm like, this cover don't say this. This <laughs> cover don't mean this. Right. She's gonna yeah. give us a happily ever after. I'm like, I'm like, he is not gonna die. This is the one right. time it was these so authors know we like the happily ever afters. We don't like uh, I no. feel like in some ways, in some ways it was because, like you said, Chanel, she would not have come home. Right. You know what I'm saying? They wouldn't have had their moments. Right. You know, um, you know, the baby wouldn't have been, you know, so on one hand it sucked, but on the other hand, like if you look on the bright side of it all, like you said, he brought her back home. You yeah. know, made her see what really mattered. Right. You no, know, she quit her job. She, you know, was able to really see, get closer to God. He wanted that for her. Yes. A guy. And he told he her left that. Her, he a left her a home. Woman. He left yeah. her, you know, settled. And the day she had to bury her husband. And it, of course, I mean, um, to say it's tough goes without saying. It was her, it right. was hard for her. And after the funeral, she was in the, the funeral car. And she's got her baby with her. And Tracy comes up to the car window. And Tracy is still yeah. coming at her. Why you didn't was, just get, get Tracy together? Maybe Tracy got hit by a car or something. I don't know. <laughs> After a while, I was tired of Tracy. Because it wasn't like she was trying to get her life together. You know, there's some people in this world that just, they just cannot be redeemed. They I can't mean, get right. And you know what? Right. And that is... In a perfect world, just, we want them to, but they don't. Yeah, there's just Man. some people, you know, I mean... We all know there's just some people who just, they just ain't going to do right. No matter what anybody says, no matter what anybody does. And she's just that person. So I didn't want her to all of a sudden see the light and become, you know, oh, I want to have a relationship with you. Like, no, that hasn't been, there was no I wanted her out of the picture. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I ain't say I want her to die. Want her to die. Her they wanted her to die. That's what Monica said. Monica wanted her to die. <laughs> right. I, uh, yeah. I wanted Tracy out of the picture. I was talking to Tracy <laughs> and her antics. Send her yeah. to the um, mental hospital. You know, I was hoping she know. OD'd or something, but she no, still I was. Say, yeah. I would say that. I would say that. But like, well, she was on drugs, though. She was I'm drinking. Like, she wasn't on drugs. She was, she was, a drug. she was, was it drinking. Drug. Oh, yeah, in my yeah, mind, she was. A, in my mind, she yeah. was a crackhead. Send her, <laughs> send her to the mental, to the mental place, and right. let her go ahead and live all her days there. But I wanted her to leave Abigail alone and quit torturing that girl. But Abigail stood he, up to her. She was she like, did. "How dare you treat me like this? You know what it's like to." Because I want right. to say the man who she was with didn't he go to the military and then die or something? Yeah, it was like, yeah. like he didn't. It was nothing to do with, with with Abigail. Why he left? He didn't leave her. He went to the military to provide for his family. And he died, right. and right. she blamed that on her daughter. But she was like, "How can you treat me like this?" I just lost my husband and you know what that feels like to lose the love of your life. And then you still come at me on this day like this. Right. Of all she the was days. Like I ain't backing down no more. You want it with lean. I'm going to give it to you. That's what I'm right. saying. Exactly. That's what I'm <laughs> yes. saying. Like Tracy was the mama mode. You, like, you could get this no smoke. More. You could get this. Yeah. smoke. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it was a beautifully written book. 
even Thank though it made you. me cry a lot. But like I said, it put a lot of things in perspective for me, like for real, like in real life, you know, yeah. there are like so many people suffering and, you know, yeah. to think about your spouse or somebody that you're with or somebody that you love that may be far away and you may be harping on something that is not even worth harping over, you yeah. know, or, you know, wasting time focused on, you know, yeah. you know, and that kind of thing. And so, um, yeah, I, I just really, it put some stuff in perspective. And I think you wrote it really, really well. Like you, you got the emotions out of everybody, whatever you was trying to get, you got it. You got it all yeah, out of me. Cause I, cause you had me gone. I was just like, <laughs> And you know what? She actually, she said, I'm not going to let y'all read this book. That's exactly what she said. She said, I ain't going to let y'all read it because it's just going to tear you up. And yeah. we said, we want to read it. <laughs> it was, I mean, so and this so is crazy because like I said, there's so many parts of that book that's so personal. Like even the wedding in the backyard with them you know, with everybody's already sitting at the seats while they're up being, like, getting married, sitting at their table where they're going to eat. Mm-hmm. That's how my mom's wedding was. Mm-hmm. And so it was, like, just little, little stuff like that. Um, like, that's how we, that's how we planned my mom's wedding. It was, like, a theater seating. Um, little stuff, the city. It was a very personal but and I it's, I actually told my mom after I wrote it and after I put it out I was like mom I kind of wish I hadn't published mm. it. like I kind of wish I would have just wrote it and kept it for me oh wow um, because it's just it's so so personal and I out of all the books I've written that's the one where I'm like if somebody said one bad thing about it I swear like that's the <laughs> one Everybody, every it. other book I write, y'all can hate them, but this one, everybody better like love Chanel, it. Chanel, so, Chanel yeah, so I'm like, I probably should have, j- and I know everybody loves a happily ever after, and I just couldn't give that in this book. So it does make me nervous when people read it because I don't want anybody to be like, oh my God, it's such a good book, but I hate that it didn't. Because I don't want the fact that he died to be the only thing that people see mm-hmm. out of the that whole they got book. I don't want book. that to be the only thing you get out of the book. There's so mm-hmm. much in it mm-hmm. that I want I want everyone to feel that emotion and you know, like you said, start to see things in different light. Like, hold on. Like it ain't this serious. Yeah, exactly. So that's really important to me. And then like I said, I really wanted to dedicate it to the people that I love that I've lost and people that I know have lost someone because mm-hmm. you know? cancer is it's the absolute worst it's the so, worst yeah can I so ask you a question really, yeah what is it what is it like for you so like myself like you got new people I don't know how old this book is I didn't look at that but uh, it came out last year okay so you got year. new people discovering this all the time people like me who all of a sudden DM you and just like, oh my God, I just, re-. what is that like for you? Cause I'm sure I'm not the first person who's done that. Like, oh my God, this book is, yeah. you know, like, what is that like for you each? Like just to keep having new people discover this and reach out to you. It's kind of surreal, honestly. Um, like Monica, she, she actually called me. Like she sent me a message. On my, she's in the chat tonight. Is she? Hey, girl. <laughs> yeah, Monica. Yeah, start. she. Um. Yeah, she called me. She sent me a message on Facebook and was like, "Can I please call you? Like, I have to talk this out." And I'm like, "Of course." Like, but to have some, to have people who don't know me support me, like the way that I've been supported with this release, is just been it's surreal, honestly. Because to me, I'm like, I mean, I know it's a good book, but wow, like y'all really crying and sobbing and writing me and congratulating me and it just it's really um it's very humbling for people to to love my work that much so mm-hmm. it's it's a great feeling but it, it also puts a lot of pressure where I'm like oh shit like 
we read other things by you because Patrice couldn't let you go. She was like, let me find some more stuff. <laughs> and so thank you, girl. Sure the next thing that you write is gonna be just as great, but probably in a different mode. Cause like Patrice has yeah. said, like your books are different. Like you won't like, read them and get the same yeah. feel from them. Yeah, some people's yeah, I books I read and I can tell that this person wrote, this is such and such person book, or this is a book, you know, but yours, you got books that feel totally different. Yeah, I try not to write the, the um, I guess, well, I'll say with my, like with my growth in, in writing, I've kind of switched over. When I first started writing, they were all pretty typical. Mm-hmm. But I've now that I've grown a little bit and I've learned a little bit more, I'm trying really hard to write unique storylines. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I don't want it to be like, oh, all her books are the same. They all sound the same. They all write the same. I want to explore and see what else I can do. Um, so, but again, with that, there's a lot of pressure because I don't know, like I've been in a writing slump since I wrote A Timeless Love. Like I put out mm. a Christmas book and the Valentine's book and I don't like either one of them. I put them out, but I don't like them. So <laughs> I'm like, you know, but I, I promised my team that I would work, I would do the project. So I'm like, well, I got to get these out by the deadline. Mm-hmm. And they did well. I'm proud of them just because, you know, I put my time into them, but I don't, they're not anything I would recommend. Like if somebody said, well, where should I start with your catalog? I would never recommend those two. Just because I feel like I'm empty right now. I don't have- Would you recommend A Timeless Love? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That would be the number one book that I would recommend that anybody read from me. Or you gonna say, you gonna cry, but go on and read it. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't even gonna tell them you go, I was just just go ahead and read it and then let me know what you think. I ain't gonna tell them because some people- you tell them they're going to cry and they're like, oh, nope, not reading it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I didn't yeah. want them to read it at first. I was like, y'all, I don't want y'all to go through what I'm going through right now. It was good in a sense. For one, their love was deep yeah, and pure. So if you want to read a good love story. Yeah. And you don't want, it wasn't a lot, outside of Tracy, it wasn't a lot of drama. Like you mm-hmm. said, it was to the point, like we got to make, like, it was like you were saying, they had to make every moment count and you had to make every chapter count. Right, exactly. And you had to bring forth their love in every chapter. So it wasn't a lot of drama. It was a lot mm-hmm. of love in yeah. the book. So if you know, like you said, you don't want his death to be the only thing that people take away from it. If you want to read the good, genuine love and then like the whole family aspect of it, the mud yeah. deer, the fanny, the uncle Melvin, what's his name? Mm-hmm. Melvin. Um, you know, and just like the community, yeah, the church. How many people do y'all know that would marry a dying man? And, and it's like, it, it's in like their case, trying to get his money. In their case, I could totally see it. I would no, I I totally have see done it. it just like she did it. It would have been like, <laughs> yeah. let's go. Let's get and the it. family so, supported it. They wasn't looking at it like she's trying to get his money or nothing like that. They just oh supported it. Their love was so was pure not. and so... It was just so rich. It was like, it didn't even need the sex in it. And I normally require a lot of sex. I'm going to just be for real. So what is next for you? Do you, so do you know what's next? You said you hadn't written anything. So you don't know what's next for you. I have, if I'm being honest, Mm -hmm. I have about six storylines that I started. Okay. So you're going to have something. Hopefully this year we'll get another book from you. Yeah, I have to put, gotta put something out. Yeah. Um, I would like to have something out before I go to the book event in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like I told my husband that and he was like, well, your ass better get to writing because you, you ain't did nothing. Right. Um, but, I, and I start, I did start um, one that I, I feel like it, it might, go somewhere but mm-hmm. you know I don't know if I'm I don't know it, yeah I feel like I haven't done any self-care since I wrote a timeless love so I can't get 
I, I, I got to pour back into me because I don't mm-hmm. have anything. Well, there's no that. rush. I mean, like, I, I prefer that an author takes their time and, and give us quality over quantity. Book, then you try yeah. to rush through it and it'd be like, um, I'm yeah. a timeless love and baby, you're not giving and this ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not giving. So how can yeah. the people reach you? Um, so I have my um book club. Well, yeah, my book group on Facebook. It's mm-hmm. a Chanel stack of stories. Yeah. And I'm on Instagram at um author Chanel and then TikTok, which I'm still trying to figure out how to work. Um, Girl, you and me both. You and me too. <laughs> that TikTok is whooping my ass, but um, you can find me on there under Author Chanel, and then you know just my Facebook page. But okay. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm. I'm gonna give it all I got to put something out. Um, but right now I'm just reading. Like I'm looking at the books behind you, and I'm like, I read that. I read that. I read that. I read that. <laughs> we feel you we love authors yeah. that read so we yeah. appreciate you for coming on like you can't thank you me. enough and i thank you for writing a book you know yeah. it, and you, you know it took me through down yonder but you know like <laughs> i said it, it was it was some good stuff in there and we yeah. needed this aspect of it because february was our month of love and so we wanted to have books that had the word love in it, but had strong love stories. And so mm-hmm. this concluded, we were like, okay, this is the good way to cap it off. And so we had all different type toxic love, just, you know, it just all different types of love. And this truly gave us a different aspect of that. And so I think this was the perfect book to end out February, to end out our, um, month of love and you make us like hopefully you got something for us next year so when we do our month of love we could just put that right on in there too <laughs> look she no said don't put that fresh on me honey <laughs> <laughs> Listen, so, right now i'm like i'm i'm waiting for a couple of authors to put some stuff out like i'm waiting for takira allen i'm waiting for ray lee's i'm waiting for uh desiree so we waiting I'm, on the I'm same people. We waiting on the same people. We, we waiting on the same there. people. Listen, just I stay mean, in the group and yeah. talk to us about the books that we about to be reading. I'm telling y'all right yes, now, I'm we're out of our books. Y'all gonna be tired of me. <laughs> y'all gonna be sick of me. But um, yeah. so yeah, we ain't gonna hold you too much longer. It's almost nine ten. Um, we usually try to keep it to an hour. But thank you to everyone who was in the comments. I don't think we did a great job of getting in there. If you have any questions. Um, hopefully Chanel will get in there and answer your questions in the comments. Um, sometimes people yeah. do that. So yes, definitely go comment, see what people saying. Um, and we will see y'all next week. We will know by the end of this week, um, uh, what books we're going to have for March. And so stay tuned for that. And just thank y'all for always rocking with us. Thank you so much, Chanel. Y'all go and read her books. All of them are not like a timeless love. (laughs) They're good. They're just different. Just go find another one to read. But definitely check out her catalog. Make sure you're leaving your reviews. And we'll see y'all next week. Thank you. The Black Girl Book Club Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Podcast.